0: All the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The
1: game of clubs and teas never crossed my mind. Just- Welcome into the Turn Golf Podcast. As always, I'm Andrew Putters. I got Joe Nicely here. We're we are fresh. We are uh, we took one week off to freshen up to get ready for this huge event live here at the Masters Augusta National Country Club. Joe Nicely, this is uh, this is when I know this is not when golf begins for the year however it kind of feels that way uh this is definitely the pinnacle uh i can't really think i think i can only think maybe nascar is the only other sport where the biggest race is at you know the kind of the first of the year uh and this uh this tournament really needs no introduction so how you been joe hadn't talked to you in a couple weeks been hard at it been in the salt mine huh
0: been good man been grinding been getting uh getting ready for this week um had a good Valero, had a, had a good little sweat down the stretch yesterday, um, at Valero, didn't pan out for me, but, I uh, felt really good about things, had some really strong lineups, um, good DFS results yesterday, so positive momentum, man, positive momentum going into the Masters, uh, my favorite tournament, don't want to speak for UAP, but I think it's yours as well, um, I know you're, uh, you got some big stuff coming, man. You're about to head south, heading down to uh, heading down to the Masters. So, really excited for you, man. It's going to be a cool experience. Uh, I'll be sweating it out here in East Tennessee, but uh, hopefully, we'll get some some DFS mojo going and maybe some bets going. Uh, working really hard on this one, man. Been grinding. Um, the boys over at Roto Ball are doing the same. I uh, got the uh, Masters Bible that I do every year. I uh, got it up last night, had a, had a ton of uh, just just love for it on Twitter today. So I, I really appreciate that. can't say how much. Um, everybody kind of liking and sharing and, and helping it to blow up. Um, already the most read edition ever. Um, it's only been up for about 24 hours. So a uh, huge thanks to all you guys for the support on that. And I hope you'll keep checking in with me on Twitter and over at Baller throughout the week. I think it's going to be a really good one, man.
1: Yeah, rotoballer.com, best place in the world for your daily fantasy needs. Check out that article Joe is talking about the uh, the Masters Bible, where he breaks down every player individually. If you like what you read there, there's a lot more uh, stuff where that came from. rotoballer.com. Use the promo code Turn, and they are uh, they've been with us since day one here on the Turn Golf Podcast. If you see right above my head, there's another icon there. You can scan with your phone or on your computer uh it's a qr code for kids play free in state of tennessee uh we have an initiative where uh, to take uh, the expense and availability away uh from all kids uh, no matter where you're coming from so you can get in there and learn the great game of golf that we all love is why well. we're all watching this show so enough joe about Corey connor's winning the valero for the second time and, and patrick rogers melting down for what seems the 10th time now with a 54 hole lead also Before we go any further, we're live on Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll also be able to find us on Rotoballer, YouTube, and anywhere else that you hear uh, audio uh, podcasts out there. If you like us, hit the like button, comment on us, send us a review, send us a question, send us an email, send us a direct message. It's all open. We're all ears for you. Um, Let's just go straight into the Masters, Joe. Like you said, uh, I'm about... Uh, And a little over eight hours and nine minutes from now, I'll be getting in the car, picking up some people. Eight of us headed down to Aiken, South Carolina, to play golf. Uh, Hit up Kisner this week. Got some ideas on where to eat dinner uh, tomorrow night. And then we're going to be there bright and early at the Gates Open Wednesday morning for the practice round and part three tournament. Then we'll be coming back Thursday. It looks like we've hit the weather lottery. It's going to be 84 tomorrow, 89 on Wednesday, 86 on Thursday, and then 50 and raining the rest of the week. So we hit the weather lot on this. This is uh, we're celebrating my 40th birthday down there. So uh, it's going to be a great, great weekend. You get to hang up with my my brother, and my dad, and just a good time. Just a good time all again. So without further ado, the Masters, uh, the, easily the most well-known golf tournament in the world. Um, there's people that that we, me and you, Joe, know that don't even like golf or don't even watch golf, barely play golf, and they sit down on Sunday and watch this tournament, right? Uh, so the Masters tournament been going on for years. Um, we all know, uh, or we can the little story about Augusta National Golf Club, uh, Bobby Jones, or about Bobby Jones is uh, this is his darling, uh, and he helped architect it with the help of Dr. Alistair McKenzie in 1933. Uh, and just a few short year, years later, they started this tournament with invitation of friends, and then turned into the Masters tournament. Just a few years later, only uh, pausing in a few years due to uh, different kind of world events going on. But uh, tons of tradition here. Uh, really, the tournament. I mean, the, the 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 amount of eyes that's on this golf tournament. Number one, Joe. The amount of. Things that so much of us golf nerds love about it is just really unspeakable on so many levels. A uh, few small changes this year. We know it's bent grouse pretty much throughout with some rye overseed. On the fairways and the tee boxes and the rough, rough is never usually going to be a factor. It's going to be, let uh, see, we're looking at maybe an inch and a half, inch and a third. Yeah, inch and a third long, which is it's not rough at all uh create some fire, flyer lies. We know the the bunkers are, are pearl white and will blind you if it's real sunny. Uh added what do you say thirty five yards on thirteen the par five making the grand total of seven thousand five hundred and forty five yards. PAR seventy two, I almost feel like we could go hole by hole and name the pars and the yardage, but we're not gonna do that tonight for you all. We're gonna get into DFS shortly, but Joe, speak a little bit just real quick on what this tournament means to you and what makes what what I mean Name one thing, Joe. There's so many things we could name. Name the one thing that you love about this tournament.
0: I uh, just love the tradition, man. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of the sign that spring's here, spring's coming. Uh for a lot of us, it's time to uh dig the golf clubs out of the garage and, and start trying to play again. Um, and as you mentioned, it just just brings a casual viewer in. People that aren't even really golf fans know know the masters, they know this golf course, they uh they know the green jacket um and, and what it means around the world so um d- just the tradition of the event um it's definitely my favorite one kind uh, of kind of gets you ready for warm weather and and i just love it man love the history behind it um the most exciting back nine in the world can lead to uh some of the best sundays in the world or some of the worst sundays in the world depending on who you're pulling for who you got in your lineup so uh, yeah, man, I just always look forward to this one as soon as it's over. Uh, kind of can't wait for the next one to roll around. So, uh, very excited. Uh, I, I'm not gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a ton of work done up until Thursday, um, and then I won't get anything done for uh, the next four
1: days. I understand. Yeah. So what I love about this, Joe, is that, and I don't. I don't know. There's. And I talked to one of my buddies about this the other day. You know. You know. You pull up the website right and you're watching interviews every day like nine o'clock at night they're starting to post these interviews that happen today in little clips well i'm watching them i don't know why but i'm watching but that part of like the intriguingness from monday for really now saturday afternoon right the women's amateurs there now the the drive chip and putt championship uh then you lead into mondays and you get all the little people starting to show up to the course a lot of uh media surrounding that you get into wednesday it's kind of relaxed and fitting but let's be honest, Joe, for guys like us, it's the application where we get to see every shot at any time on this golf course. That's what I love about this tournament. Right now, that's my favorite thing. You load up four or five players that you want to see, you get to see every shot in real time. Uh, great, great app they have on the mobile phone and uh, on, on the website itself, too. So... Uh, We've talked a little bit about the golf course. We talked about what we love about this tournament. Let's uh let's get into golf. Um and like you said, Joe, real quick, um about this tournament. Um exciting back nines, the golf course, the tradition. What I love about Sunday is they have these pins in such well-known places that if you get on the correct side of the bowls, mm-hmm. you got tap all all on the back nine, right? All the Penn's positions on Sunday kind of feed into where the hold is. And uh, there might the, the little spots they hit might be small, but if you hit them, it's pretty exciting, right? So top of the lineup, the big three, Roy, Rahm, and Scheffler. And can't believe we had not even talked about the live factor yet. Uh, but Roy, Rahm, and Scheffler, are you going here or are you staying away?
0: Yeah, I think you. I think you can go here this week, AP, um, as we kind of traditionally see in in the Masters, especially, but all the majors to an extent. Uh, pretty soft salary scale. Uh, we got a lot of options. We can we can kind of build how we want to this week. Uh, DraftKings usually loosens things up to get those casual players in there, and there there will be a lot of casual players this week. So it's a it's a week to uh, really grind. Um, you know, I think they're there's an advantage out there uh one of your biggest advantages of the year for uh for guys like us that play pga dfs every week um this is a chance to uh, really capitalize on some casual money being out there um so yeah to answer your question i think you can go up top i think you should go up top um not, not always the case um at the masters but i believe that is the case this year we've got three guys um you know, I would toss Rory in there with with John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, who are, who are really in top form, um, have terrific course history. Um, I think it's a week that course history really matters, AP. Uh, you mentioned kind of everyone that watches knowing uh, this golf course so well, and that goes for the players too, man. Um, the more experience you have here, the better. Uh, we've seen it over and over and over again. We've seen, you know, Jack Nicklaus in 86, Tiger in 2019 veterans can play really well here it's a huge advantage to know this golf course and it's it's notoriously tough uh, on first timers i don't think we've had a first time player win since uh was it 79 fuzzy zeller in 1979 so um you know i, I like the experience uh especially these, these three up at the top uh scheffler obviously won last year john rahm has been tremendous in this event throughout his career um, and we can say the same thing for Rory McIlroy, uh, the, the big collapse here when he was 21 years old back in 2011. Um, but he's played tremendous golf, top tens and seven of his last nine master starts. I believe, uh, runner up finished last year his best career finish, uh, shot a final round 64. Uh, we all remember that, but you can't go wrong, uh, with any of these plays up here. I think it's just, just pick your favorite and go. Um, And then the the guys right below them, if we just want to roll right into the nines, man. uh, I'm pumped this week, AP. We're uh, rolling right into the nines. Cam Smith coming over from Liv. You mentioned that. Um, He's been a beast. He's got three top fives in his last five master starts. Uh, Was so close last year. Battled Scotty Scheffler down the stretch. Had a runner up here in in 2021. Um, The big question for Cam Smith, and we're going to talk about some more of these guys, Uh, What kind of form are they going to have? How sharp have their games stayed while playing on live? Uh, There's been three live events this year. Cam Smith's been kind of middling, been okay, nothing spectacular. Um, But I'm interested to get your thoughts, AP, on these live guys. We're seeing some really good course history from some of them, Cam Smith particularly. Um, Really good course history, really talented. But how is playing on live going to translate to this week? you got any thoughts on it buddy
1: yeah so the desire is still going to be there when they show up right never really question that and you hear some people talk about that you're going to hear some people say you know they don't care anymore I, i think that is ridiculous the desire to win is still going to be there for these guys the issue i have is things that you're never going to see on paper and that is and it's not okay you're There's a difference between playing on the Friday game at the club and then teeing it up Saturday morning for the club championship. And that's what I kind of feel like the live tour. That's just me, the vibe I get. It's like teeing it up in the practice round where you're playing a little Monday game on Friday. And then you show up on Saturday morning, tee it up at the club championship, and you shoot six, six strokes higher. That's what I feel it as. And so to say that, to say this, there's a lot of um, there's a difference whenever you're just standing over the ball and you're going to hit the ball. And there's like that feeling inside, like, like the reps. So these unconscious thoughts that these guys may or may not have, or like, you know, if you're 220 out. And you're too, you know, normally you're gonna hit a say if these guys are hitting four irons or five irons, right? Whenever the shot might be, you know, let's hit a six iron to the front edge. If you don't have these reps in there, you used to make these decisions without even thinking about it. And now they might be making these, maybe they just might just go with the longer club or the wrong club in the right in the different times. That's just what I mean by that's just an example. Of what yeah. I mean by that, they don't have the reps. And like we see, we've said it numerous times on this place. We like to see Rory and DJ both, where they've played fairly. You know, they've not been playing well. They've been struggling. Then you see, them, okay, they play decent this week. They play decent this week. and all of a sudden they win. And then they don't play well for a while. Then they play decent. Okay, this week a little better than next week, and they win. It's been a, uh, uh, it's been a, like a something that we've seen over and over and over and over and over and over. Right. And we just – they're not getting those reps in. So, simply enough, I say they're at a huge disadvantage. However, there are still three guys that's got to be in your lineup this weekend in some way or fashion they got to be getting exposure to. At least three of them that have a chance to win, in my opinion. Um, And we're going to talk about all three of them, I'm sure, on this show. Number one, do we care – to me, Cam Smith is just so flashy. When he gets hot, he gets hot, right? So he wins the Players last year. He plays well at Augusta. We don't hear about him next for the next like three months, and all of a sudden, he wins the British Open, right? Or excuse me, the Open Championship. So, and and he played during that time period. Don't get me wrong, but I just see it as for him, uh, he puts it too good, <laughs> and he and he has great course history here, Joe. Great course history, uh, even though uh, did you know. Maybe what a couple top tens. I haven't even looked at the course history recently, but I know he's been up there and around there. Uh, If the driver is okay, he will play well there at Augusta. I know we we're still talking about the top three, so I'll just say uh, I can see all three of these top guys, Sheffler, Rom, or Rory, being in this in anybody's lineup. I'm a little worried that uh, Rory and Rom are putting added pressure to themselves that that other ones are not not doing so. Uh, with that being said, Scheffler to me is the no-brainer with only five hundred dollar salary points difference in the in the two. If I can fit Scheffler in the lineup, he's going way in front of these other two. That's my that's my thoughts on 10K and above.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Scheffler's probably my favorite of the three up there. Um, I would love to see Rory, Michael win this event. Uh, Pulling for him, even. Uh, I mean, I'll just come out and say it. I'd love to see him win. I just don't know if he ever will, man. There's just so much history there, uh, so much mental stuff going on with Rory. Um, I think he's grown a lot over the past year. Um, obviously been a big leader for the PGA Tour kind of during this this, this turmoil uh, that Liv's brought. Um, you know, I think he's kind of kind of grown in a lot of people's eyes, and and hopefully, um, you know, he's ready, but, but I just don't know. Um, couldn't agree with you more about your your points on Liv. I thought, thought you put that extremely... Extremely well. Um, you know, it's something we've heard Tiger talk about in the past, right? Tournament reps, um, pressure reps. Um, you can you can hit all the shots at home, you can hit all the shots in practice, but if you don't have those tournament reps, just just how sharp you're gonna be. Um, certainly a concern, but I will have some exposure to Cam Smith because he, he is so explosive. Um and this golf course is such a good fit for his game. Um what are your thoughts as we get in the nine AP? I mean the you don't really want to turn any of these guys down. I mean, there's you can make a case to uh, maybe kind of target this 9K range um, and, and skip the, the tip top of the board. Jordan Spieth um, is a player that I really like this week. Um, I know he's kind of a roller coaster. I've been on it myself this this year. Um, he, he's won me a lot of money. He's cost me a lot of money. Uh, but, but it's been fun watching him the whole way. Um, we've seen some of that kind of vintage uh, Spieth electricity. Uh, we've seen him get going for stretches of holes this year, uh, a couple near misses at, at the Arnold Palmer and at Valspar, but um, his, his track record here is is phenomenal, really basically second to none, uh, a win, four top threes in, in total in his master's career. So I uh, really like Jordan Spieth. He's popping for me. Uh, I'll have a lot of exposure. Um and the rest of the guys in the nines, you can't say one bad thing about any of them. Um, You know, you could maybe, if you want to get nitpicky, say Patrick Cantlay's underperformed in major championships throughout his career. Um, I think that's a really fair statement, um, which which kind of makes me a little less likely to pull the trigger on him than some of these other guys. Um, JT, if you you want to poke holes in him, uh, you know, had kind of a sluggish start to the year. Uh, We can trace that to the putter, but he's the type of player that's so explosive and so generationally talented. But you never really want to count him out. Um, home is playing as good as anybody. Uh, just hadn't, hadn't happened for him in majors yet. Uh, Morikawa, the, the putter's an issue, and, and Xander's been a major beast. So, you know, really even tough to pick a favorite in the 9K range. I would go to Jordan Spieth. Um, that That's just a, as much a master's tradition for me as any other. So uh, give, give me your favorite play in the nines, man.
1: Luckily, you know, uh, with four children now, a puppy that's eight weeks old, um, uh, coaching soccer, got another one playing travel soccer, um, wife's doing photos for a wedding next weekend. Um, I mean, you name it, I don't have any time to do anything. So I haven't had the opportunity to listen to any uh, other uh, content concerning the Masters yet. Um Other than ticket prices, because we were looking for tickets uh, at at a point. So I'll say this uh, 9k range. This is very cut and dry for me. Um, I'm gonna have equal exposure to Cam Smith and speed. I think they're in the same realm of uh, electricity, uh, putting, uh, and, and, you know, we're looking to not make big numbers for both of those guys so they can do that. I'm, I'm going to have equal exposure to them. I don't know if I want them exposed uh, simultaneously, but I would have equal. If, if I'm playing uh, mass mass line option here, I'm having equal exposure to this. And this is, this is for my boy. Rest of it. I would be very comfortable with hundred percent exposure to Xander this week. Um, this weekend's going to be a grind with the weather. And uh, I I foresee uh, less than great scores here, and I feel like he's a grinder, um, and we know he can uh, make pars when he needs to. Uh, Patrick Cantlay underperforms in major championships. JT, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, I've been tooting his horn for about eight months now, and and nothing's really happened. Uh, I just don't believe Holman Morikawa. do it here and i mean everybody said about more last year but with that final round low very low score if you had him he was the perfect play on the back end move right last year so uh but with those two i um and, you know really i think at Augusta, guess so this is this is my style of place because you know i'm a vet guy and uh until you show years of great performance here uh you're better off just staying away from him right so uh xander i'm comfortable with 100 percent exposure with him and then I would be comfortable within say a, a twenty to twenty to twenty five percent exposure to Cam Smith and Jordan Spieth both, and then the rest of the exposure I'm probably going all the way to the top. Um, there's no doubt. Probably three three of the top five could be in these first fourteen players, or uh, two of the top fives going to be. So you're going to need at least a couple of these guys in 9 K and above. I think. To uh, take down a big GPP, that's just my opinion. So, um, yeah, without a doubt, Xander Shoffley, all in. My chips are in the middle, Joe.
0: I like Xander. Um, I think that's a great call. He's been kind of kind of flying under the radar this year. Uh, We know his track record in major championships; it's phenomenal. Uh, Very solid Masters history. Missed the cut here last year, but he's a little bit out of form at the time. Uh, but two of the three years prior to last year, he had a T3 and a T2. So we, we know what Xander can do, uh, both at Augusta and in major championships. So I really like that call, AP. Uh, you mentioned that that you're looking for guys with experience. Uh, you're looking for guys that have been consistent in majors. Well, man, uh, you, you can just camp out in this 8K range because the, these guys just are just dotting the 8K range. Um, starting out with Tony Finau up at the top, uh, really, really kind of took his game to the, to the next level, uh, last year had three wins in 2022, uh, been rock solid so far this year. Um, so, so you have a little bit more confidence in his ability to actually win a golf tournament like this. Um, he's had three top tens in his last five master starts. Um, so he's been terrific here. Um, played great this year, so you know you can't go wrong with Tony. Love him as like a like a single entry type play, cash game type play. Um, I imagine his ownership is going to be pretty high. Dustin Johnson, another one of those live players, uh, former Masters winner back in you know the the November 2020 Masters edition. Um, he, he's played well here throughout his career, but you know the same kind of questions with DJ as Cam Smith: uh, what type of forms are you going to show up with? And then, uh, Spencer's man, J day. I think everybody's hopping on this week. Uh, give me your opinion on Jason day real quick. AP.
1: Wildly overpriced, wildly overpriced at what is the 8,700? That's, that's way too much for this. I mean, I could name. Overpriced.
0: Wow. You're you going to be getting a strongly worded DM from a, <laughs> from a, from a, from a friend of ours. Oh, he's soon, like, I
1: imagine. But, hey. Joe, wind's going to be blowing. It's going to be raining. The hyperbolic pressure is going to be through the roof. I mean, we're looking at two or three interinteractions before he tees off on Thursday or before he tees off on Saturday. I kind of jokingly made a tweet out that earlier today, you know, uh, Tom Spencer and Nags were going back and forth about J-Day and Xander or something. I, I see it now. Xander chunks in the water on 16, but yet J-Day goes down to one knee with the inner ear infection with two holes to go, you know, uh, or something like that. So, but no, uh, wildly overpriced. Uh, I don't care. You know, I mean, he's had success here. He's got some form back, you know, five top tens in 12 last 12 events. Uh, I mean, okay. Tell me how much different his play is than Hideki Matsuyama. And we know he's hurt. So I'm not, uh, I hate to say this. I, I, I'd be, probably be fading day, Matsuyama and Zalatoris, even though I love all three of them on this golf course naturally. Too many question marks for me, Joe. Yeah, Zalatoris,
0: so. man, is Zalatoris is maybe the most interesting player as far as question marks on this slate to me uh, because, you know, this is a guy we're talking about a year ago, six months ago, even three months ago. Uh, for me, is a lock. Uh, just, just a guy that you can't wait to play. A guy you can't wait to bet. A guy that you're, you've really got a circle coming in, in this tournament. Um, and, and since a back injury, you know, last fall, made him miss the FedEx Cup playoffs. Made him miss the Presidents Cup. Uh, come back, saw a little form there at Riviera. But that's been about it, AP, and, and it's been pretty concerning since. Um, the putting stroke at the match play was was uh, spooky. <laughs> um, lost over, I believe, six strokes putting at the players. Uh, the ball striking hasn't been as sharp. Um, so there are a lot of concerns. And, and we've heard, um, you know, it's kind of trickled out that, that he's not been very concerned with results. He's kind of been building towards the Masters. Um, in his mind, that's what we've kind of heard coming out of his camp. Um, so hopefully that's the case, but he's he's, he's transformed from a, an automatic roster for me to, to a very shaky one. Um, so, so what you do with wheels, Alatoris might, um, go a long way as to how, how you perform this week. Um, I think you have to be a little bit underweight compared to the field on him probably just just with the question marks but i'll have some exposure man just because i know what he's capable of on this golf course um runner and finish in 2021 and a t6 last year um he was terrific in major championships last year so if he can find that form a very dangerous play and, and it's uh, one of those where i'll keep an eye on ownership
1: yeah i got you my screen's locked up here um yeah, Zalatouris, I hate it. I mean, the guy that makes sense for me in the AK range uh, is going to be um, Sunjay. Sunjay M at 8,100. First, first round leader last year, Joe. Um, and I like Fina a lot. Um, I don't know if I like him better than DJ. To be honest, I think DJ would have surprised you if he won.
0: You know? Wouldn't be a huge surprise. Uh, I would call it a mild surprise. Exactly. Uh, if DJ wins.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not not a huge surprise. Mild surprise. So, uh, DJ and Sanjay make the most sense for me in this round. I, I love Cam Young. Um, seems to have fade yeah, away I, at some point. I think, uh, I think to- Cam
0: Cam Young deserves a mention, man. Yeah. Um, he's, he's played played so well, and he's such a talented guy. I think he's a he's a player that a lot of folks in the DFS community are really big on. Um, so he, he definitely deserves a, a, a mention. Um, go, go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, I was going to say
1: here. it might be a good reason to fade him this week uh, considering yeah. how he broke how many hearts last year with his – where he could hit a fairway or a green. Uh, but, yeah, I think Cam uh, Young makes a ton of sense on this course. May, maybe just last year, you know, first time ever playing it. I imagine the jitters are crazy, uh, but, yeah, I, I love his game. Uh, I love it actually way more than Vic Hovland's, honestly. Uh, that's just me personally. So, But I would say on paper, for me, it's DJ and Sunjay and the AK and everybody else, uh, even if everybody was the same price. I mean, th- this field one year ago, before Liv, where this guy, v- DJ's 9,700, 9,800, 9,600 in this t- same term last year uh if if he hasn't if he doesn't leave right and all things going forward um uh, definitely got the red light on like i said Zalatoris, matsuyama and J day uh even though i love them and i love him on this golf course but uh i just can't and then i'm i can't even i don't really have an opinion about burns what surprised me if he played great what's he played bad i'm definitely red lighting fitzpatrick uh even though he's had some success here and and with tougher conditions he makes more sense but I mean, Jay, uh, Joe, uh, uh, how many times this year are we going to see him standing over the middle of the ball from one seventy nine out and missed the green by fifty yards? Yeah, he did it like six times in the match play. Lost, so,
0: lost strokes on approach in every single start of twenty twenty three. AP. There you go. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty brutal, man. We know he's a major champion. Won won the U.S. Open last year. We know he's a gritty player, um, and he's one well of those guys too, plays yeah. well here. Yeah, he does, and he's, i mean—he's one of those guys that could go out there um, and, and kind of grind and navigate this golf course and maybe get you a t twenty-five or whatever without his best stuff. But uh, as far as upside, he just hadn't—it hadn't shown this year. Uh, there's mm-hmm. there's been some stuff going on off the course, um, you know, with fits, and, and just it's just not hitting right now. So, you know, uh, this price point, there are players I like a whole lot better. Um, as we get down into the, the sevens, Justin Rose is a guy I'm circling. Um, talked a little bit earlier about how dangerous vets can be here. Uh, Rose popped up and won at Pebble earlier this year, uh, played well at the players. So, you know, he's just one of those dangerous, um, experienced masters performers that, I, that I think, uh, you know, has a really chan- a chance to really play well this week. Another guy in a similar vein, Tommy Fleetwood. Has been really solid here. Three top 20s in his last five master starts. Uh, we've seen him play really well at Valspar. And then uh, I, I think w- along with Willie Z, maybe one of the more interesting guys on the slate to uh, talk about AP, and that's Brooks Koepka. Um, coming off a win at, in Live, uh, the Live Orlando event last week. Um, you know, four-time major champion. Has played extremely well at the Masters up until the last two years. Um, you can argue how much of that's injury and how much of that's um, just him falling out of form. But but we know that he can he can play this golf course really well when things are clicking. Um, so what do you take away from Brooks Koepka's win last week? Uh, do you give much weight to it? And and what are you thinking for him this week?
1: I, I'm it's actually just your gut. This is my gut, and this is only coming off, and it could have been the way that the narrative was told to uh the narrative of the uh the full swing documentary uh along with we already knew kind of not new. we knew that brooks was a the personality that got up every morning and said that he was the best to himself and not only did he say he was the best to, him, to himself he believed it right well uh you know according to the documentary and we don't know how much of it it was you know, made the look in that light, it kind of, it seemed to be that he had lost that confidence and lost that belief in himself of competing against the top of the top. This might be the only person I can say this on that, and this is just my gut, my thoughts, Looking, observing from the outside, have no information on the inside whatsoever. Maybe him playing well in this live events could build this back up, Joe, regardless of, Injuries or skill, or you know, his putt stroke, whatever it could be, just a confidence thing with him. So, he's one of the five guys in live tour that I would be green lighting this week. And, um, along with Cam Smith and DJ, we already mentioned, and two other players that I think you need exposure to later on. But, uh, he would be, he, he is, uh, it might be kind of a gamble and it also might be, um, kind of a thing where uh, he's going to be talked about a lot and his ownership might just go skyrocketing uh, through this. But uh, I don't know yeah. that I'm against a hundred percent exposure on him either. Yeah. So $7,600, yeah. s-
0: $7,600 Brooks Kepka man. It's, uh, you know, especially when you kind of, kind of weigh that price tag against the win last week. I, I, I do think we're going to see his ownership, uh, steam up as the week goes on, um, but, but he's an interesting play at that, at that number. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think we could probably talk for an hour just about Brooks. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, his body started letting him down and, and as that happened, um, you mentioned the, uh, the confidence issue started to creep in kind of, kind of as the body went. Uh, he started losing confidence, and then it's really tough to get it back, man. I mean, you can rehab from an injury, but uh, I think gaining that confidence, which was such a big part of Brooks's game, getting that confidence back is really tricky. Um, so, so maybe the win last week boosts him up a little bit heading into this, and it's a golf course where he's capable of playing really well. Um, Min Woo Lee's a, an interesting player, AP. Don't know how much you've looked at him, but uh, you know, we saw him pop up at the players. Uh, play really well. Had a T-14 in his Masters debut last year. He, he tied the, the front nine record with a 30 uh, in the final round last year and kind of shot up the leaderboard. Surprised a lot of people. A lot of people aren't familiar with him, but he, he's a really talented guy. Won the 2016 uh, U.S. Junior Amateur, won the Scottish Open a couple of years ago. And I think uh, that player's performance put him on a lot of people's radar, but he's an interesting GPP-type play. Um, Corey Connors, um, the ownership's just going to be huge, uh, coming off that win with his master's track record, three top tens and his last three master starts and a mid seven K price tag. Um, the ownership's going to be huge. Um, so, you know, I think you almost have to lean on Connors in cash games, single entry, three max stuff. Um, these large field GPPs like the Millie maker, where you're trying to beat hundreds of thousands of people. um. I don't know that Connors is going to do it for you with, with the ownership. He's going to bring soft. <clears throat> the guy an interesting play. He's making his master's debut, which kind of scares me, but I really like his energy. Um, and then there's several live guys down here. AP, tell me uh, the guys you kind of got got in mind. You thought there were a couple more live players that we need to look at. Is it the guys in this price range?
1: No, no, it's not. It's going to be the guys on down. um Okay in the sixes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate these guys up here. I don't hate Usays and I don't hate P. Reed at 73. I don't necessarily hate Answer at 74. It's just I think that if I'm going two guys above 9K, I'm going to have to dip and down the sixes. And so these mid to low sevens are going to be kind of SOL because I think uh, yeah. I'm not going to be doing any DeChambeau. We have I don't know. what I, I haven't yeah. watched him enough. Lost a bunch of weight. I I mean I I can see I've got Adam Scott kind of a red line here. Anybody below Adam Scott, I don't From there to seven k even though I love Cashmere Keith, not gonna play him here. Kitty almost played awesome, not gonna play him here. Kurt, I love him, probably not gonna play here. Sergio, I've always loved on this course, not gonna play him here. Uh Horschel Henley. I can't I just can't see myself doing it because I'm not I'd rather have the seven I'd rather really have like a Scott or um, Kepka or Minwoo Lee, or even like Justin Rose, who's had success there, and, yeah. and then way on down at the bottom. Even like Joaquin Needham makes a lot of sense, but like I said before, low ball hitter, you know, was going to struggle here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe- a
0: couple guys I like in that a uh, couple guys I like in that range you just mentioned, um, Siwoo Cam i know I'm, I'm usually bigger on him than you are but
1: i like him I'm, I'm, I like yeah he's, him.
0: he's been really kind of sneaky good man um at the masters he has got made the cut in five straight got three top 25s in his last five uh, at augusta national played really good golf this year won at sony uh, to open the year um had a great ball striking week at the players um I had a, had a rough, I think he made a quad or something last week. It kind of derailed his week last week, but he actually battled back, made the cut. Um, showed a lot of toughness there, which is, you know, we've seen times where, where Siwu will just kind of fold it up and go home. Um, it seems like he's growing out a little bit, out of that a little bit as he matures. Um, so I, I, I like Siwu's really interesting play to me at 7,400. Um, I like Keith Mitchell. You know, I've just, uh, he's just been so good to me this year, AP, that it's tough not to pull the trigger on him at 71. I think this is a golf course he can play. He's been so good off the tee. Um, and, and then Russell Henley is a guy that, you know, I'm probably not going to go crazy on, but I, I will have a little bit of exposure. I think he's flying under the radar. I mean, we we talked about him a lot on this show, man. I mean, for two years, he was just a just a ball-striking machine. Um, finally won last year in Myakoba, kind of at the end of the year to close things out and, been, been pretty quiet this year, but he's played well. When he's, when he's had master starts, he's played well at Augusta, um, and, and his most recent start was his best one in quite a while. So I think Kenley's a player that might be turning in the right direction at the right time to hop on. Um, who uh, who are your plays in the 6Ks, man? Um, as you mentioned, if, if we want Scotty, we want Rom, we want Rory, we're going to have to drop down here. Uh, Tom Hoagie j- immediately jumps out to me at 6.9K. I uh, really like his ball striking. He he played well on his Masters debut last year, had a T-39. Um, same can be said of Seamus Power, who had a T-27 last year. Uh, give me your thoughts, man, as we get down into the sixes. I, I think we can go down here this week and and probably have to um, if we want to be aggressive at the top.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Power Hoey for sure. Uh, and those guys, you know, we get to see pretty often – uh, my two guys that I said there's five total. The other two are gonna be, I think you gotta find some Taylor Gooch and some uh, and some uh, Thomas Peters somewhere in there. Uh, just talent alone, <clears throat> those guys are pretty good. And I, I don't know though. I don't know about the added pressure. You know, live. We don't. We don't know. I don't know where they're. I don't, I don't follow them or anything like that. But just they're just really great players. And I mean, we know where Thomas. Where we thought. Thomas Peters would be in the golf world today uh, whenever he broke on the scene and destroyed U.S. in the Ryder Cup when he was so young. But uh, you know, Gooch had a great uh, opening Masters. Of course, you know he, he played the par fives really well, and um, so I think you got to have a little 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 splash them. Um, I'm not against though getting some grinders down in here either, Joe, like a Brian Harmon. Um, I'm not saying I'm I'm all over it but I'm not against Milinari because the weather's going to be so bad. And I hate to say this Joe, but I'm not against Kevin A nah either even though he's not one of my five I think from the live tour you got to put in lineups. But if we got really bad weather Joe. Um those are kind of the guys that we need to be thinking that could shoot maybe, you know, a couple under on the weekend and go from barely making the cut to top ten, even though they only shot two under. If that's the way it goes. This is the narrative I'm trying to t- t- tell, you know, is that we're in really yeah. bad weather. And, you know, say eight under wins, six under wins. guy yeah, she's even par for the tournament. And, you know, it might be a top ten. And so, you know, it's very easy that you're two over at the cut line. And you barely make the cut, right? Yeah. And the leader stays eight under after two days. On the final the final say of the winner shoots six under or five hundred. It's very possible with the weather that we got coming up. So those are the two guys I would say from Live that I said you have to put in. But there's a ton of guys down here that, I mean, normally we're gonna like. We like Woodland at 6,700. 6, Been wildly inconsistent this year. But so I'll just read off who I would green light: Peters, Hogie, Power, Gooch. I'm green lighting Harmon just because of the grind factor danny willet um molinari to a small degree um and then Anar, kevin ah um <laughs> so this new guy that everybody's renting ravens adrian from poland poland adrian miranock or whatever was that was that an april fool's joke they put out there
0: i, I think to- the uh I think that was an edited video. I think it was an April Fool's thing, oh but, uh, Adrian, Adrian Moronk, he's a, uh, yeah, man, spends most of his time on the DP world tour. He's played, played over here a little bit this year, kind of getting ready for the masters. Um, he's in the top 50 in the official world golf rankings. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a player, man. Um, had T T15 at the Honda. Uh, he's looked okay. He played pretty well at the match play. Uh, I think he's a guy you can consider um a guy you touched on man when i think about bad weather i think about grinders um he's probably gonna fly under the radar a little bit that's danny willett Um, Mm -hmm. former winner here um had a top 25 a couple years ago uh, in really bad weather in that november masters um had a t12 last year um he's played well this year kind of the results haven't really reflected uh, just how well he's played AP um, in his last five starts. He's gained strokes, T to green in all of them um, had a top 20 at Riff T 27 at the players T 34 at the Arnold Palmer. Um, so, the, so the game's just been good uh, kind of from top to bottom and at 6,600, you know, he's not a sexy name, but he's a, he's a guy that'll be one of my kind of most leaned on salary savers this week. As of right now, um, that's where I'm leaning down here in this range. Really like Willett um Adam Svenson uh kind of pops for me but he's making his debut which which is always scary. Uh I think you mentioned Sepp Straka, really volatile, really erratic. You don't want to depend on him but at 6300 um had a T30 in his Masters debut last year. Um he's a really cheap dart throw. Um and, and then once we get down past uh Sepp, past Scott Stallings who's got a couple of master starts under his belt. Um we start getting these amateurs uh, GPP top plays, uh, Sam Bennett won the U S amateur last year. Um, really good college player out of Texas A&M. Um, Aldrich pot I'm probably not saying that right, but he's a South African $6,200. The dude is an absolute unit. Uh, won the, uh, the uh, British amateur has played well, uh, in, in several college and amateur tournaments. Um, so I think you can look at him. He's he's a legit threat to make the cut uh, and be the low amateur low amateur this year at 6,200. And then a kid we're we're kind of familiar with um, out of the University of Vander, Vanderbilt, uh, Gordon Sargent, 6,100 won the NCAA Championships individual championship as a freshman last year. Um, playing great, absolutely smokes the ball. He he's he's your next Tovlin. He's your next Morikawa. He's your next Ma- Matthew Wolf. Um, keep an eye on Gordon Sargent. Circle his name for the future. Um, he's he's actually the number one amateur in the world right now. So um, those are the three AMs, and kind of out of the amateurs and former champions, I'm looking at, at, at the, those three guys.
1: Okay, so give me your dart play, Joe. Give me your 6K dart play or seven. Uh, 6K K
0: dart play. I, I like Danny Willett. Um, at this point in the week, um, with, with the way the weather's kind of shaking out. Um, I think a lot of people are going to go to Tom Hoagie. That's probably going to be a really popular salary saver, which I don't mind at all. Uh, we, we've talked about Hoagie on the show a lot. He's a player I like to play. I love the ball striking. Um, we saw him break the course record at Sawgrass a couple weeks ago. So there's a lot to like about Hoagie, but I think he'll get a lot of steam. Um, so I'll uh, I'll circle Danny Willett down here. What about you, man? What's your, I'm gonna, uh, uh, what's your dude, deep dive? I think,
1: okay. If you tease off. I like Kevin Na. I think he always thinks he always thought the world hated him anyway. So I don't think this added pressure, live stuff is going to bother him down there. Um, but that that's kind of where I'm at on on my 6K. I think would not be surprised at all if Kevin Na in terrible weather gets the top ten. But I like I also on board with the Danny Willett too, and I I, I wonder if we're going to be hearing a lot more about him the next few days, and his ownership is going to creep up, right, Joe? But what's helping it's them, move, you got good <laughs> power, Hoagie. I think that are gonna and really Woodland, right? It's gonna get some airtime. They're gonna get airtime, I think. Uh, people are just gonna notice those. They're definitely gonna see Hoagie, Power, Woodland, I think, and they're gonna see that and they're gonna put them in those lineups. Could be completely wrong. That's where I'm at on those. Um, who you think's gonna win this week, Joe?
0: Man, it's tough. It feels like these things are always wide open. Um, it just really feels like just just kind of going on the complexion of the year. AP, it really feels like it's going to be one of these heavy hitters, man. Uh, Scotty, Rom, Michael, Roy. Uh, it really feels like it's it's going to be one of those guys. Um, I, I'm pulling for Rory. I would I would like to see him. I, I think he's he's been so important to golf. Kind of kind of the generational talent <clears throat> post-Tiger uh, talent that I would love to see Rory win. I, I I just don't know if he can pull it off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Scotty Scheffler goes back to back.
1: I don't hate the play. I don't hate it at all. With uh, Jordan
0: Spieth going with Jordan Spieth with a Psycho Sunday scorecard and falling a little <laughs> bit short.
1: Uh you know, I was looking at the odds real quick, uh, numbers, at actual odds, and I mean the computer says he's like a six to one favorite. Uh, so, I honestly think I, I got Xander penciled in. If I have, if, if I'm throwing something out there, you can get him at thirty to one. I'm taking I'm taking Xander. It's just me. Um, <clears throat> Really like it, man.
0: I mean, uh, there's there's so many players. I mean, would you be surprised if Xander won? Would you be surprised if Justin Thomas won? I mean, these guys that maybe hadn't been top form yet, um, or or won a lot yet this year, um, wouldn't be a surprise to see, you know, Xander win this thing. So I I like that call. Just a really solid, really solid player.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, Danny Willett and Sheffler, Xander, and Kevin Na. Uh, the the live versus P.J. stuff is going to hit hot tomorrow. Somebody's going to say something about the dinner, and it's going to hit hot tomorrow. So, <laughs> anyway, Joe, I'll be checking in quite a bit. We'll not have my phone for a few hours on Wednesday and Thursday, but I'll still be checking in with you. Everybody, thanks for listening. Everywhere you listen, share with friends, tell about others. If you need more DFS help, get over there to Rotoballer.com. Use the, our promo code, THE TURN. Get you a little discount when you sign up for any premium package that we have. Don't forget to check out Joe's free version of the PGA uh, Masters Bible where he breaks down every single player. Thank you, Rotoballer, Rotoballer.com, for everything you do for us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've listened to the TURN Golf Podcast. I'm already here. It's gonna drive me, it's gonna drive me, it's gonna-